welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, and I am joined today by Josh Caldwell and Michael Edwards, and we are talking about caring for the church, especially the international church during this time of uncertainty and specifically for the Ministry of Lifeline, looking at how we care for the International Church through our unadopted program, which is caring for orphans in a strategic way by partnering with local churches to equip them to care for orphans and vulnerable children in their distress. But before we get to this interview, I wanna remind you that if you are as cooped up as the rest of us and you're ready to get out and run, we're gonna have our Run for One this summer in August. And our Run for One goes to support all the ministries of unadopted, uh, the programs that we have in Africa and Asia and Eastern Europe and Latin America and South America. We're very excited this year for our Run for One and the registration has been already opened. And so if you want to register for Run for One, whether you want to run wherever you are or at one of our nine live locations, you can go to runfor15k.org. Again, that's runfor15k.org and register today to Run for One to support all the work that we're doing through Unadopted here and around the world. Like I said, I'm joined by Josh Caldwell, as well as Mike Edwards today. And Josh is our Vice President of International Services and oversees our international programs, as well as helps oversee uh, the work that we do throughout the world through Unadopted, as well as Indigenous Adoption. And Michael Edwards specifically is our Director over our Unadopted Programs. Uh, Michael has traveled extensively to all of these programs, as well as throughout Africa. Uh, we love the work that Unadopted is doing. And so before we even get into how we can be supporting the global church and how we can be supporting our unadopted partners during this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, Josh, tell us, how does unadopted fit into the overall mission of what Lifeline's been called to do? Yeah, thank you, Herbie. Um, the mission of Lifeline is to equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to vulnerable children. And we believe that that equipping is definitely and has an international focus as well. And so what does that look like to equip the body of Christ? We do that in international context through adoption, but we also do that in a major way in an international context through unadopted. And so thinking about through unadopted, connecting the church and equipping the church to manifest the gospel to vulnerable children. So equipping the church in the U.S., working with churches in the U.S., and connecting them and working with churches internationally and seeing us be able to connect those two, minute, two uh, partners together and Lifeline help to equip and then see the gospel made real and made known to the vulnerable and the vulnerable children around the world. And so through Unadopted, um, uh, how Unadopted fits is a, in a major way because we know that there are many, many children around the world that will never have the chance for adoption, never have the chance for permanency. And there are many orphan children around the world that are in need today of uh, care, love, but we know for sure there are many orphan children today in need of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we want to come alongside through Unadopted and partner with the church internationally, equip them, resource them, pray with them, come alongside them in order to see them reach out and care for 
and share the love of Christ to the vulnerable children in their community. And we, that looks so different in many different countries, but we are currently uh, total working in about 25 countries around the world and Unadopted is really working hard in many of those places to partner with the church to see those children cared for. Yeah, and I mean, even as we think about that, you know, a lot of the ways that we believe the Lord has called us to care for orphans and to wrap around them is to not just look at a short-term reality, but look at a long-term reality. And unfortunately, around the world, so many believers have rushed in for a short-term fix to a long-term problem. Uh, and because of that, many of these kids, yes, they are being institutionalized. They're being put, given the opportunity for food and clothing and shelter, but their long-term help is not being thought about. How are they going to be trained? How are they going to be supported? How are they going to be uh, launched uh, into a successful life? But, but even more importantly, how are we going to share the good news of the gospel of Christ Jesus? And so we okay. have just so privileged through Unadopted to be able to work with so many church partners and so many partners on the ground. Like I said, all throughout the world in Africa and Eastern Europe and uh, Asia and Latin America and South America. And Mike, uh, you've had the opportunity even recently uh, and we started last week releasing this series, but interviewing our partners uh, over Zoom and, and, uh, and over other digital means to be able to really capture how they're being affected by COVID-19. So in, in an overall kind of way, how would you tell people that the restrictions of the quarantine have affected our partners, not just here in the United States, but around the world? Sure. Thanks, Herbie. Um, I would say that if you're sitting at home right now in the comfort of your own home listening to this, uh, podcast, uh, and you have the ability to even walk outside and exercise, uh, you should consider yourself lucky. Um, a lot of our partners in the countries that they're living in, in India, uh, in Colombia, and in Africa, they cannot leave their homes. Uh, I was talking to uh, our friend Karupa uh, this morning, and uh, he literally told me that the police are patrolling the streets and, and literally uh, confronting every single person that is on the street and keeping people inside their homes. And, and really the only way that Krupp is able to minister uh, to the people that he, the kids he's supporting is when, when after they watch the police go by and they know the street is clear, they can step out onto the street and deliver food to a home or, or uh, count or uh, sit with a, a family and, and counsel them and, and lead them through this time. But it's a, it's a very difficult time right now overseas because most people are, are not even allowed to leave their home. Yeah, and I think, too, you've seen that effect, too, uh, with the most vulnerable becoming more vulnerable. Uh, food supplies have been cut out. Those who don't have the resources to get food anyway, uh, really don't have the resources to travel even further to get the nutrition. I mean, even you were telling me last week, you were able to talk to Pastor Raphael in Uganda. Tell us what he described he saw the people in Busega having to resort to in order to get nourishment. So, so most families, the way this affects families and the children that, that uh, our partners minister to is most families live day to day. So. Um, we, we think about that in the U.S. as being uh, people who live paycheck to paycheck. But imagine, if you would, your family uh, gaining and getting resources day by day. Once the quarantine started and they were not able 
to sell their goods anymore uh, and they were closed off in their home, they only really had the resources of what was around them. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, Pastor communicated with me that he saw people collecting leaves off the trees, um, that they were consuming the, the vegetation around their homes uh, just in order to survive. They're, he said they were literally starving to death in their homes. And so in all seriousness, what we see around the world is truly a quarantine. While it may help save some lives, it is truly altering others. And so we know, and you've touched this about the families, but how does just this COVID-19, how does this affect the children that our, that our partners are ministering to and that we have the opportunity to minister to through Unadopted? So the, 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 with the kids being in their homes, what, what's really cool about this is our partners are still reaching out to those kids, but not only getting to minister to those kids, but also getting to minister to their families. Um, going back to Karupa, Karupa is, is delivering food uh, to these families uh, that are living in his community, and he's bringing the food to the kids and, and he's getting to sit and foster the relationships that he has with those kids, but he's also getting to speak with mom and dad who are generally never in the picture. And so he's able to share the gospel with them. He's able to bring them a message of hope. And at the same time, he's continuing to still feed their children. Um, in, um, in, in Liberia, uh, you have uh, still kids that are in, that are in orphanages and our partners, Destiny and Reap, are, are going into those orphanages to make sure that uh, the kids are practicing good hygiene, that they're, they're washing their hands and, and doing many different social distancing activities. Um, so, so life is definitely different under quarantine, and, and our partners are doing a really good job of both supplying the physical need, but also the spiritual need. And one way, Herbie, that we're seeing this affect children is that we know the value of education around the world. We know the value of schooling. We, we have our partner in Uganda who has the School for the Deaf and the Blind, Pastor Raphael. And we know our friends in Chennai, India, who have the Steps Girls Home and their girls going to school. And we know Krupa and him being able to educate kids in a group setting, that all of those things are right now not being able to happen. And I, I'm thinking about my kids right now are getting e-learning and being able to continue on with school and continue working through um, different things, but many of our children around the world are not able to continue that education. And so if this goes on for weeks and, you know, maybe even months, you know, uh, just a lot of our vulnerable kids are already behind educationally and we're really trying to get them caught up in, in their education setting, but this could put them even further behind with their education. So we need to be in prayer for those things with these kids as well, that um, that school can happen and be able to help them and catch back up. Yeah, certainly. We know that, uh, that the ramifications are deep and they're long and they're, they're wide and how these children are being affected. And certainly too, we know that these kids, many of which uh, don't have either strong families or any families to go back to during this quarantine are certainly left uh, even more vulnerable uh, as many countries have shut down institutions and, and shut down uh, the ability for schools to care for and to feed and to reach out to uh, these kids. Like, like, like has been mentioned, I know Krupa and, 
you know, Mike and, and, and Josh and I have been there uh, many times. Uh, these kids, the only meal they get is, is from the school, is from the, the church each and every day. Uh, that's why it's so important that Krupa is able to go out and continue finding ways to feed these kids um, uh, so that they can eat and so that they can thrive and so that they can survive. So what are some other ways, Mike, that you are seeing our partners and specifically the international church adapting to this ministry during a crisis? So um, besides the, the, the food delivery is a big one. Um, We've seen uh, the church in the Dominican Republic um, has opened their doors to uh, former orphans. So um, our, our partners in the Dominican Republic um, have, have seen a wave of, of boys who uh, aged out of an orphanage but lost their job in this, in this quarantine and um, have really lost a place to stay. And um, the, the church has come around and opened their home to some of these aging, aged out boys who were living well on their own, but because of the unfortunate times they're living in, have, have opened up their doors and allowed these orphan, orphans to come into their home and kind of be a, a new family for them. And it's, it's really kind of cool to see uh, how well they've done with uh, kids who were orphans and, and they aged out, but they aged out well, they had jobs, and now that they've lost those jobs, the church has come alongside them and, and give them place to shelter uh, during this downtime. And as, as people are just thinking, Mike, like how would you lead folks to pray for these churches and to pray for these ministries? Like how can we specifically be hitting our knees to the Father on behalf of these pastors, these churches, and these, these kids? Well, one, one thing that, um, that I want to just bring up real quick, and I'll give you some prayer points, is, uh, again, I got to talk to Pastor Raphael this week, and, and he, he made a, a profound statement, and he, he said that, that the, the isolation that we're feeling as a, as a country, as, a U, as U.S. citizens in this quarantine, is the same type of isolation that uh, some of the deaf and blind kids feel every day um, in, in his school. And that was really profound to me and, and really just uh, makes me thankful um, for the situation that we're in and that we can help. Uh, as far as prayer points go, I've been very encouraged. Every partner that I've talked to um, had mentioned that um, they are really trusting in God that he will supply their needs. Um, as a ministry, we are continuing to support them, but the needs now have gone far and beyond what they can provide for. So first, they just prayed that, um, that their needs would be met, um, both, both physically and spiritually. Um, but they were also praying for the U.S. Um, they, they hear um, the numbers and the death tolls in the U.S., and they are in shock that we would even be praying for them. Um, I think a second, a second thing to do is just to, is to give. Um, we're trying to do everything that we can to support this extra need. And uh, you can go to our website, lifelinechild.org forward slash donate and, and give any amount of money and market to one of these countries we're working in, either India or Uganda or Liberia, Dominican Republic, any of these places and uh, so that we can help these, help these people with the extra burden that they've incurred during this time. Yeah, 
and and Herbie, I would like to just kind of share a couple of specific um, of those giving requests that we that we have. We've been talking to these partners and talking to our team to try to think through the best way to to share with with families and people listening to this podcast and other supporters of the the needs that are out there. And currently, we have a need of a just specifically in India and the partners that we've mentioned. We would love to raise around $6,500 to help support three different ministries that we are already working with in India. One of those being Krupa and the ministry we just talked about. One of those being Alex Sam and one of those being Isaac Monogram and the Steps Girls Home. And so we want to be able to help them, support them, and come alongside them during this time to help provide food for families in their community, to help provide health checkups for kids in um, the Krupahana Child Care Center, and to be able to come alongside and support those that are vulnerable in their community. So if you're interested in giving to specifically that India project, you can go to our website to the donate button and you can click India Relief or be able to put that into the subject line. We would love to be able to have people donate toward these things. They can they can go to the field quickly and help families that are vulnerable right now during this time. Yeah, and I know that many are asking the questions and, and certainly we've asked the question ourselves as well. You know, will, will life ever get back to order? You know, will we ever be able to go again to equip our partners, to visit our partners? You know, the world is certainly changing and rapidly during this time. Um, and certainly we asked that question to Dr. Adam White uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, on the 18th, Wednesday the 18th and just ask him that question, you know, what, what will life look like? And so if you want to go back a couple of weeks in this podcast and, and listen to Adam's uh, just explanation of will we ever be able to go out on the field again? Will we ever be able to, to have this international travel? It's certainly a time that we have to think about things, but there are ways that we can still support our partners. There are ways that we can still care for the vulnerable around the world. But really a lot of that is through the local church. It's, it's about caring to these international churches. And so, Big Daddy, I think this, uh, this highlights really now more than it really ever has before why Lifeline's ministry has always believed in equipping the local church, right? Because while we're not there, not only are we not sure. there right now, we can't get there right now because sure. of travel restrictions and because of quarantine laws. How does this really highlight right now how important it is that we're mobilizing the local church indigenously around the world. Well, it's, it's incredibly important. I think that's why we are even looking at deeper ways to do that today. Um, if you are a church out there and you you go to a church, you're a minister or a pastor, and you're working with orphans around the world, Lifeline would love to talk to you. We'd love to come alongside and partner with you because what we want to do is not only see your church equipped, but we want to see that global church equipped. And we can find ways to work together to do that remotely right now through Zoom and through other ways of sending things. We want, we're recording videos, we're getting things ready, educations and curriculums and different things ready that we already are teaching when we go on the field. And so we're really just really honing in and focusing hard to find out ways that we can continue to equip the church. The church internationally will be there. They are plan A for the gospel spreading to the nations in their community and in where they are. And we're going to partner with that plan and we're going to continue to support 
to love on them, to care for them, and to see them move forward. And one resource that we have, Herbie, that um, in order to do that is this summer, we're going to be putting together a an, uh, a remote online global conference. Um, we're not going to be able to get together physically for that conference, but we're going to be putting that together so that we can see churches, pastors, and church leaders around the world that are encouraged, equipped, and mobilized to care for the orphan children in their community. We want to partner with churches in the U.S. in this way as well because we know they are already partnering around the world so that we can help make connections and see them. So if you're at a church here in the U.S. working with orphans around the world or you're, you know your church is, we'd love to get connected with you. And if you know of a church internationally that is doing this well or that's working to or needing some support um, with resources and prayer we want to know about them too so that we can start making those connections and going deeper with the global church because they are the ones that are on the ground ministering and they're going to be there long after we are not able to be there. Yeah, and Mike, uh, as we close out, you know, one of the things that we think about is that we want to also bring our partners into the home of our uh inter- our, our u.s partners we we want to bring the, the stories into the home so that even kids can get connected to these stories and so one of the things that we're able to do right now is to provide uh, our mission kid curriculum to uh to families to churches so that kids right now can be seeing a story from liberia and and can know how to pray and can know how to think through supporting orphans in liberia how can folks get connected with the Mission Kid curriculum that we have? And how do you see families and churches using it during this time? So um, with our Mission Kid curriculum, you can go to our website and right on one of the banners is a, is a big advertisement for Mission Kid. You can uh, click that banner, uh, type in your name and email address, and you will actually get emailed curriculum and uh, five videos that, that walk through the lives of two of the orphans that are in Liberia. And um, this is really a special time. My family and I uh, sat and watched all five of these videos during our family uh, devotions. And uh, each day we watched a new video and really uh, it just gives a different perspective. I mean, my kids are, are locked inside the house most days like every other kid. And then uh, to see what's going on in, a, in another country, in another context, and to see um, the uh, opportunity that these cat kids have to go to a camp and experience uh, not only the gospel, but a, a life skill that, that will forever change their life is just a great perspective for, for kids to see uh, during a family devotion time. And um, it also gets your children connected to missions. I mean, uh, it encourages your kids to, to just make a simple goal uh, to have a lemonade stand or a yard sale or a bake sale. And, and, and just $350 uh, is all that it takes to, to let one of these kids go to, to a summer camp where they will forever get a, a skill um, that will definitely change them uh, and the rest of their life. But also they get the gospel. They get to hear um, from the Bible and hear about the one who, who will forever change their life, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, like Mike and Josh have said, if you want to get more engaged with Unadopted, you can always visit lifelinechild.org. And certainly we need 
uh, folks that are be praying for our partners around the world, please join us in prayer for our partners who are adopted in the international church as they are dealing with this crisis in even different ways than we are here in the United States of America. If you want to get more information about Mission Kids, visit the website at lifelinechild.org. And certainly, if you want to give the effort to unadopted and supporting the international church they care for orphans and vulnerable children, go to lifelinechild.org backslash give. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash give. Well, Mike and Josh, thanks for joining us and thanks for what you do. And certainly, we will continue to keep our partners updated on how they can be praying, giving, and one season, hopefully to come, going support the work of unadopted and caring for orphans around the world. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.